Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I am your host, Sean Needham, along with my producer, Steph, and we are streaming live from the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Studio today. You don't want to miss out on this. We were talking just before the show with our, our guests, and we were talking about how popular it is, uh, menopause and weight loss. And I will tell you, in our pharmacy, that is a question we probably field almost daily because we specialize in hormone compounding. So we get the question all the time and hormones are a piece of it. But you are going to learn today, as Kathy has coached thousands of women, um, she actually is, I found her on TikTok, and TikTok is a legit format, people. Um, she has over 68,000 followers on TikTok. Go check out Kathy Cote's TikTok account. She is from Catalyst Nutrition and Fitness, so go check her out and follow her. Because the great thing about TikTok is you get these quick one-minute videos, even less sometimes, a maximum of three, I believe. and um, you get a lot of information in a short amount of time. So please go check out Kathy on TikTok. In the meantime, we are going to be talking about weight loss and exercise, mostly strength training. She's going to talk a little bit about cardio or anti-cardio, calorie restriction or not calorie restriction. Um, there's some things that you might be surprised what she's going over. So um, Kathy, without further ado, uh, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm honored that you asked me to be here today. Give us a little bit of history, Kathy. We were talking a little bit before the show. You used to be a spin instructor. You've got all kinds of expertise and experience in the, in the fitness industry. So tell us a little bit about your history and then um, how you got here today. Sure. So, um, yes, I was a, a spin instructor. I was also a marathon runner and I did quite a bit of um, activities and came to the realization as I was going through my later 40s and I kind of always like had this battle with, you know, um, healthy eating, clean eating, um, trying to lose weight. I swear I was on a diet since I had kids, which was when, when I was 30. I'm 54 now. So I've basically been dieting since I was 24. Um, well, not, not for the last few years, but um, and also just increasing like how much how much exercise can I do? to offset the calories that I want to have, right? So it was kind of the battle, like out exercise those calories. And yep. so that's where the running came in. I didn't start running until I was 30. I did my first Boston Marathon when I was 40. So. Well, congratulations. Um, Holy smokes. <laughs> thank you. And it got into like my mid forties where I was like, why don't I look like I work out? I work out all the time. And I started to realize like, you know, what I'm doing isn't working. And then I was like, nobody was talking about menopause, you know, like nine years ago. So when I had the 50 was looming at me and I thought that's when you are going to go into menopause. And that's when I'm not going to be able to get rid of this belly. And I'm like, oh my God, I already have this belly now. What's going to happen when I turn 50? And so that's when I started really getting interested in, I'm like, obviously it's the nutrition piece because I have the exercise piece down. You know, I was weight training, but I was also sometimes teaching two classes a day and still running. So I was doing a lot of activity. So that's when I decided, you know, I just threw up my hands and said, all right, obviously I don't know enough. I'm just going to hire a coach. And so I did, which was hard because I'm, also a certified personal trainer and I'm helping all these women get into shape and I'm telling them all this stuff. And yet I can't, I mean, I look right. okay, but I wasn't, the, I wasn't the part I knew this wasn't it, you know? So um, that's when I was like, I need to get this nutrition piece dialed in. 
And so I did, I got my um, certification. I lost 20 pounds, decreased my fat, you know, lost my belly, was totally satisfied with, with the results that I was getting. I also cut way back on my running because I was actually injured. So before that, I had cut back on running. Um, I don't run anymore. I have a piriformis injury. Every time I run, that thing comes right back. So I'm a big believer in if it's hurting you, it's not helping you. But yep. as a runner, we're stubborn. It's like you get to run club and everybody's talking about like what hurts and <laughs> like yeah. taping everything up, you know. So I'm um, just kind of getting out of that mentality. And that took a, that took a while, you know. Um, because that was like, I was convinced if I, when I stop running, I am going to be just, I'm just going to get huge, you know? And, um, so that's why I kind of latched onto this diet piece and then, you know, got my results and started taking on clients for myself and some would have great results. And then some ladies wouldn't. And I'm like, now, now what's missing, you know? So, um, and then I'm, I'm realizing, like, I'm talking more and more, hearing about hormones, menopause, and then I'm like, all right, I need to dive deeper into this because some of my ladies got insane results and then others were stuck. And I was like, why? You know, are they not, are they lying about what they're eating? Right. Are, they, right. are they not doing what they say, you know, and that wasn't it, you know, and, you know, she's doing six classes a week. I, you know, I always said like, hey, you might want to cut back on this, you know? So it was when I um, went through Sam Miller's um, functional nutrition and metabolism specialization, and then realized stress, huge, right? But then the metabolism and getting tying that all in with the hormones and then, aha, all right. <laughs> and so that's what led me to where I am now. When I first started training people, I was, or coaching people through nutrition. I was always been a personal trainer. Um, started, you know, I would take everybody in, in like, oh, you, you need to help my daughter and can you help my husband and this and this and got some Hashimoto's clients and mm -hmm. just kind of realized like, I, now I know who I don't want to work with, but now I know who I do want to work right. with. So dial down on helping my ladies with, through the struggle of menopause and weight gain, weight loss. So one of the things that you stress a lot is strength training, correct? Yes. Absolutely. And that's, and you know, you being a former runner and spin class instructor and did a lot of cardio, um, you kind of poo poo cardio, correct? I do. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about in, that. In the vein of weight loss for fat loss, if you are looking to lose weight, focusing on cardio probably isn't helping you lose weight. It's increasing your cortisol levels. It's increasing the stress on your body. And you're really not getting that big of a bang for your buck as far as cardio goes. Your body adapts to the cardio. So say you go to a spin class for the first time and you burn uh, 400 calories on that class. Two weeks later, you do the same class. You're not burning 400 calories anymore. Your body has adapted to that. So the only way to get the same burn is to A, do it longer or do it harder or, or do it more frequently. And so that's what happens with cardio. You kind of paint yourself into a corner where you just can't do more, you know, but that's, that's what we want to do. And it, it just loses its efficacy. And so this is why I don't have my ladies focus on cardio for weight loss. Yes, I want them to get in their steps. We take an average of what, where they're at now. I, I'm not just saying, hey, you have to get in 10,000 steps. If somebody's only having getting in 4,000 steps, then 
I might push them to get in like 5,000 steps, right. but we're going to do that every single day. So what is the number that you can do every single day to get in that activity? It's great for um, stress relief. It's great for getting outside in the sun. It's great for breath, nature, exposing yourself and just kind of just taking, taking it down a notch rather than being on a treadmill or the step climber and just slogging something out. So that's, that's my approach as far as cardio goes. It is important, but it's not necessary for fat loss and is counterproductive. And then we'll replace all that energy that you're putting into cardio into strength training. And tell us a little bit about, I mean, what kind of strength training are you talking about? Are you talking about isolated movements, compound movements, both? Um, I do. Yeah, I do. So I focus on the big lifts. I want to give you the biggest bang for your buck. So we're not going in and doing burpees and renegade rows and things like that. Nothing complicated, right? We want to make sure we're isolating the muscles that we're trying to work. So a lot of times you'll see in a group exercise class, like we're going to go into a squat and then we'll maybe go jump into a push up, and then we'll go into an overhead press. Well, you're limited to the, to the weakest part of your body. So you're limited to how much weight you can press overhead. So you're really not getting any benefit from that squat. And most women are terrible at push-ups, So they're doing this weird thing. So now we're looking at injuries, risk for injury. Right. So I'm focusing on one body part at a time. Yes. With like a deadlift or a squat, you are going to get benefits to the core and to, um, not, you know, in addition to the primary muscles, but there's going to be the muscles that are going to help you get into that movement. But if we're doing a squat, we're focusing on the quads and you need to load that appropriately so that you're going to elicit a muscle response. So we're working on quads in the squat. We got to put some weight on there. You know, a 10 pound dumbbell isn't going to do anything. So um, you can use a heavier dumbbell. You could use a bar. You know, it depends on where you are at. Smith machines are great because that's a little bit safer, but you definitely want to put the weight on there and then measure that progress. So it's not all about doing every, everything different every single time. It's about using like a four to six week protocol where we can measure, are we getting stronger in this lift? Because that means we are increasing our muscle, which is what we want. And so do you usually um, have periodic training? So in the four to six weeks you're talking about to where they work out hard for three to four weeks, take a, take kind of a, a week off or how are you talking about with that four to six weeks? Is there some kind of cycle that you're, that you're working on? Yeah. So for, um, for myself, I like a six week cycle cause I just want to, I just want to go through it. But for most of my clients, it's a four week cycle. So it's three weeks on, um, getting progressively heavier. And then we take a deload week to get them ready for the next cycle. And so with these primary big lifts, what are you talking about as far as reps and sets? So I like to start off. So the big lifts are going to be your squat. I don't program deadlifts for everyone, but it is going to be some kind of a hip hinge exercise. So I wouldn't program a deadlift right off the bat for somebody, but maybe like a Romanian deadlift, something like that with dumbbells. Um, We also have the row, we have a bench press, and then we have some kind of overhead press. And so for most beginners, there's going to be a version of that. And for my beginners, I want them to start in a rep range of 10 to 12, because I don't want them to go so heavy that they're going to hurt themselves, but we also don't need to go high reps. So we definitely want to elicit that muscle response. We don't need to do a a lot of 
reps with lighter weight because that's just not as effective. So I start with 10 to 12 and three sets. And, and tell us, you know, you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but I want to discuss it a little bit more is, you know, strength training and why is it so important to maintain, to build and to maintain lean body mass um, like strength training does, especially as we age and through menopause? Yeah, great question. Um, after the age of 40, our muscles start to decline. Our, our bone density declines, our strength declines, our muscle mass declines. So if we are doing something- it, But it doesn't have to, right? Doesn't have to. Right, like, okay. I was I just saying, unless you're, unless you're gonna prevent that, unless you're doing something to prevent <laughs> right. that, that's what's happening, right. right? And cardio is just kind of, is, is hastening that approach because it's, it's kind of tearing down the muscle depending on what you're doing. You're not supporting that muscle. We'll get to calories in a, in a, in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, so so we have to we have to go against that natural process. But also, this is strength training is necessarily necessary so we can age more appropriately. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to say. So that we're not going to have such a hard time in our later years. And I know nobody's thinking about that when they're 50. You know, like how they're going to feel in their 70s and 80s. But right. now is the time. If you haven't been, now is a crucial time to make sure that you are keeping your strength and building up your strength to prevent that from happening. And it is much more difficult to build muscle mass after you're 50 than it is, you know, not that it's not impossible. Um, and I think you should strength train until you die. But yeah. um, it, it gets more difficult as we age to build muscle mass. That's why I, I, I tell people it's never too late to start, but it's never too early either. And strength training is so important to start out early because we have something called, and I don't know if this is real or not. I don't even know what the official term should be, but, you know, muscle memory or mature muscle where if you do start out early in life and, you know, you even take a break because you life happens, you have kids or whatever, um, it is much easier to build back that muscle later on in life. So um, sarcopenia, which basically is, you know, atrophy of the muscle over long term is, is real. And people in their 70s and 80s, you see it all the time, but it doesn't have to be. So, yeah. you know, strength train, strength train, never too late, never too early. Yeah. And so that's just going to help your metabolism as well. Just having, having that lean muscle mass having something to support your frame. I think women are afraid of strength training because they think that they're going to get big and bulky and yeah. they just don't want, I don't want to get bigger, right? Ladies, it is impossible. <laughs> I'm trying to get bigger right? <laughs> five days right. a week. You know, I'm eating, uh, you know, 2000 calories plus because you kind of need to be in a surplus to gain that muscle you know, so it's it's a concerted effort to try and put on muscle. Literally, the chances of you just getting huge is like getting run over by a turtle. If you see the turtles is coming, you can see it coming. Okay, if you feel like you're getting like to a place where you don't want to be, which I doubt is going to happen, then you would just stop. But this would take this takes years. It, it's not just like oh, you know, I lifted for for two weeks and now I'm huge. You know? Yeah, no. And, and really, in, unless women are, you know, supplementing with 
with hormones outside of what their natural body makes up and they're doing it inappropriately, which I think that's one of the problems that, that women see is they see men with big muscles and they see women with big muscles because those women, whether they're bodybuilders or powerlifters have, you know, probably abused some kind of anabolic and women don't want to look like that. But I will tell you that if, you know, you are on the hormone optimization or you, you, you're not even on hormones, women, you're not going to get big. In fact, the leanest, most, you know, woman looking people are the ones that do do strength training. I mean, they're, they're, they're lean, they're muscular. Um, that's, that's how they burn their body fat. So, um, but you're not going to get big and bulky. That's, that's, that's a misnomer for sure. Correct. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about, um, calories. You talked a little bit about calories and calorie restriction. Um, tell us a little bit about that. I know the 1200 calorie thing, I've seen that in your TikTok videos a lot. Um, go ahead and, and hit on that. All right. So, um, like I said earlier, I was literally in a diet for the past, like almost 20 years. And it wasn't until like, I, I did obviously have to go into a diet to lose the weight that I lost, but I lost my weight on eating 1500 calories. I think I started 16 and then went down to 1500 calories. Now I was 140 pounds. I'm five, four. And before that I was either intermittent fasting. I was either doing three day water fasts. I was eating 1200 calories. I was doing keto. I was juicing. I was cleansing. I was doing everything and not, I wasn't able to, to lose the weight. So I threw a lot at it and, and just knew like, what I wasn't, what I was doing wasn't working. And so that's when I hired my coach. And when he gave me my calories, I said, well, I don't think I'm going to lose weight on this. And he said, just trust the process. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so, and so, okay. And so I did. And then realized, you know, he replaced my cardio with, with walking and just a strength training program, which I was already doing strength training, but it was more of a structured because I was kind of just going like, what's this, what's this girl with the amazing, you know, butt doing. Right. And so I was doing what she's doing and right. the amazing shoulders. Okay. I'll do this. So it was just a random, random thing. So structured weight training program and then calories and Holy smokes. It, it was working The I will say the biggest caveat was increasing my protein. So he did increase my protein to one gram per pound of body weight. And at first I was like, oh my God, this is a lot of protein. And it is, you know, but that's because we're not used to having that. And I had to like shift my whole lifestyle. When I open up my pantry, like I'm not looking at protein. I'm looking at carbs. I'm looking at popcorn. I'm looking at chips and crackers. And that's what I was eating. So in my intermittent fasting days, I wouldn't have anything. I would teach a spin class. I would go for a four mile run on a bulletproof coffee. And then I would make sure that I didn't eat until one o'clock. And I would sit there and wait until one o'clock until I'm going to get my next meal. Never mind. I've just burned eight to a thousand, 800 to a thousand calories. And I'm like jonesing for some food. (laughs) Right. And your muscles, your muscles are just screaming for protein my brain is my brain my body is like what are we doing like let's take a nap let's lay down and and let's not do anything for a bit if this is how you're going to treat me (laughs) right so um so got got rid of the timing and just started fueling my workouts 
and just getting great, great, great workouts and not, I wasn't hungry, you know, from eating all that protein, I literally was just not hungry. So it was actually very easy for me to, to stick to that diet and adhere to it. So that's 140 grams of protein, correct? Yes. And would you tell us how you got that protein? Did you supplement or was it all with real food? Uh, both. Yeah. So I did, I definitely did do a protein supplement. Um, I've played around with a few, um, right now I like, um, Legion or quest, uh, but I'm not, you know, picky, like I'll grab a ready to drink shake if I have to, but I haven't found myself in that position. Um, but if you can knock off 20 to 25 grams of protein with some kind of a supplement, then yes, you know, the, absolutely. You, you know, it's not, it's not ideal. So the benefits of getting in protein are you don't readily store protein, excess protein as fat. So the process is, is going to go to the, to the muscles, right? The amino acids are going to get pulled through. And this does need to come from a variety of sources because you're not going to get the same profile from a protein powder as you would from like an animal protein or um, cheese or dairy or eggs, right? So they all have these great profiles. So it's beneficial to grab from all of these profiles. Now, obviously, if you have an intolerance to something, if you are intolerant to whey or dairy, then you're going to have to go with an alternate um, supply. And, and I get a lot of vegetarians and, and it's I'm like, okay, so this is just going to be a little bit harder it because is, yeah. you've shrunk, you've shrunk your whole, your choices, your choices. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to go into that too much. Um, but yeah, so a variety, you know, and make it, make it interesting. You know, it does, it doesn't have to be boring. Yes. Chicken. I eat a lot of chicken. I eat a lot of Turkey. Um, I do eat a good amount of yogurt and cheese. Um, but I make those foods fun by adding sauces, adding different vegetables, adding flavors. And so I try to keep it like, you know, mixed up. So do you track your calories and your macros? I do. Yeah. So, um, well, right now I, I'm running a program, so I'm kind of showing my ladies how to do that. So I will track my macros for them because we're sharing information on my fitness pal. So they're like, how do we do this? Right. And so they can take a look at my diary. I put that in there. I don't have to track macros anymore because I know exactly I've built up the habit. I know it's three big spoonfuls of yogurt is going to get me to that to that, what I need. I put in a right. scoop of protein powder, mix it up. That's 42 grams of protein right there. Boom. Two ingredients. Yeah, one third, one you know? third for the day. I mean, right. I, I already know, right. That that's what that is, but I still put it in for my ladies. So, um, it is tracking macros. You want to make sure for me, for them, it's, it's protein first and then calories. And then the carbs and the fats will sort themselves out. I'm with you hundred percent. I've been using my fitness pal for, Oh, almost four years now. Track my calories daily for about four years. And I didn't, I started to do it for, for calorie tracking. Um, initially my, 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 uh, bike racing coach got me started on it. And one thing I like about it in the first place is that, you know, when you do track your calories or track your macros, cause in, in a sense, it's the same, especially if you eat clean, um, it keeps you accountable because, you know, like yesterday, I, I shared on Facebook how I was at a breakfast meeting with some doctors and they wanted coffee and donuts. So I bought coffee and donuts and I did everything I could to not eat one donut because I knew if I ate one donut, 
I would eat more. And I did. I ended up I ended up eating one and I ended up eating three. And as you can imagine, Kathy, that's 1,100 calories with three donuts and just wasted calories. Yeah. So it was hard to put in my fitness pal. But when I did that, I'm like, uh, if I don't exercise today, half my calories are gone already. I mean, nothing, you know, like it was nothing. So it kept me accountable. And I, I tried to stay on track that the rest of that day. Um, but I will say this, speaking of tracking macros, this is probably why you don't have to do it anymore, because you know, once you start eating clean, I, I never even looked at my macros for like, and then I was talking to my brother who tracks his macros. And I said, just out of curiosity, you know, let me look at my macros. And I looked at my macros and my macros are actually, I mean, they're, they're pretty good. And I actually, um, you know, and, and, and you can look too at how your with my fitness pal or, or something similar, you can look how your macros or your calories follow your exercise. And I think that's pretty important. Can you speak to that? I mean, should you eat different depending on your activity? I don't have my ladies earn, earn to burn <laughs> or burn mm -hmm. to earn, right? It can go either way. Um, only because, so for you, you're in a different situation, right? Because you're more performance and sports oriented. Um, for somebody that is going to be doing a lot of classes, like for, for, for my clientele, that's just increasing their body's need for more calories. So yes, when we figure out maintenance calories, if you didn't do any activity, right, we could still go into a moderate cal calorie deficit and you would lose weight. Now mm -hmm. you decide you need to do cardio. Okay, let's do cardio. We're all we're doing is increasing your body's need for more calories. So now we're going to add those to the bottom line. So now your maintenance, right? Your maintenance would have been like 2000 calories, but you're doing all of this cardio. So now your maintenance is 2200 calories. So you need to get that. So another reason why I don't, I don't do cardio for my clients who are in weight loss is because if your body doesn't get those calories, then the hormones come in, right? You have ghrelin and leptin. Ghrelin is going to say, Let's get those calories back, right? And it's going to increase your hunger. And that's why when you have that donut, because you're not going to be craving broccoli and chicken, your body is like, where are those calories? Let's go, right? Oh, it wants a fast acting carbohydrate source, right? right? So whatever it can get its hands on, let's get it in. Let's get it in. And then leptin, your satiety hormone that says, okay, we've had enough, gets shut down and says, no. We're not, but this isn't enough, right? We're going to, we're going to keep those cravings up and get more in. So that's your body's natural response to it, not getting the calories that it needs. So the fact you did the cardio just increases your body's need for, for calories. So that being said, yes, if you're doing cardio, yes, you need to replace those calories. Yeah. And I like, what was the term you used? Um, earn to burn. Earn to burn, burn to earn. Yeah. And I, I like that you don't, promote that because here's I think here's one of the misnomers about people when they work out and I believe me I'm guilty of it too it's like wow well I just I just burn a thousand calories I can just eat eat more or whatever and it's just like if you start having that mindset then you know you're not eating to fuel your body you're, you're and you're not you know you're not working out to get healthy you're actually trying to do it to stay unhealthy and one thing yeah. I say over and over and over again. And I'm sure you said this before, something like this. You cannot work your way out of a poor diet. You cannot work out enough 
to overcome a poor diet. I don't care if you are burning 2,000 calories a day doing cardio and doing exercise. You cannot work your way out of a poor diet. I, I was proof of that. I, I proved it. I proved it for 15 years. <laughs> and that's right. You were, oh, cause you were running a lot, correct? Yeah. But you were, I was you, literally, you know, yeah. you would see the stickers run. I run for wine. Yes. That was me. <laughs> like I burned a thousand calories so I can have, I justified having a bottle of wine. Yeah. Right. And like, it just, it's it, Friday. It's Friday. Yeah. If, I, if I open up a bottle of wine, then I'm going to drink that bottle of wine. That, that was me back in the day, you know? So it's like, me, I earned right. it. Right. It's like me eating one donut yesterday. Once I ate one, it was it was over. So, Kathy, as we wind this podcast up, uh, tell us what you have a passion for. Um, as far as weight loss or just in anything general, cats. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a crazy cat lady. <laughs> I do love I do love TikTok. I you know, I find um it's it's fascinating to see like these little snapshots into into lives and and all the creative the creativity that everybody brings to the table. Um, I live on Cape Cod, so I love the ocean. I love the water. Um, I love the seasonal changes. So we're coming up into another season. So it's just nice to kind of have those changes. I grew up in San Diego, so we didn't have those seasonal changes. Right. And so now it's like I can appreciate it now, you know. So. Yeah, um, yeah. Not, I'm not a runner anymore. So I, I do love, I love, I've always been a lifter. So I do love that. It's not really a, an adrenaline rush. Sometimes it depends on the music that you're putting on. Right. But that high that you get just from just knowing like, ah, you know, I crush that. So, yeah, let's speak on that a little bit because, um, that just reminded me of something about, um, duration of, of workout. So tell us about how long, should a strength training session be? I am a huge believer that your nothing is gained after 45 minutes. I think yep. your brain is done. Your body is done. Um, I, I don't think anything good is going to happen after 45 minutes. It shouldn't be. You can get a good workout in 30 minutes. You can, and then, but typically for me, my workouts are going to be about 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And, you know, honestly, three to four times a week. Um, I mean, depending on the session, you might do six times a week, depending on what kind of body parts. But, um, you know, and so, I mean, really, you're talking, what, three hours, three or four hours of training a week to get to get good results, correct? You can get great results in three days a week. So for all most of my ladies, it's three days a week, full body, and they're done. We're done. I know. It, it's we amazing. It right. <laughs> and then just watch but... nutrition. Yep. If you have more time, then yeah, a four days a week is, is going to get, is going to hit those body parts more. And then if you really have, really have the time and can commit, then do five days a week, but it's whatever you can commit to. That's going to get you the best results because you have to cool. show up. You have to be there. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you starting some kind of program or did you already start some kind of program? Tell us about that. I do run like a six week. It's a nutrition and exercise reboot. So a lot of my ladies that are coming to me, they're frustrated. They can't lose weight. What's going on? Menopause. Menopause. I can't lose weight now that I'm in menopause. And so menopause becomes the scapegoat. And it's not really menopause or the hormones that are causing you to gain weight. It's your lifestyle. It's the fact that, that you're not strength training. Your calories are usually too low because we're always in this dieting mindset. And so once you downregulate your metabolism to it's used to eating 1200 calories, you've kind of reset 
your metabolism. So you're not going to be able to lose weight on 1200 calories. You can either eat less, which I do not recommend, or you have to go into like a reverse diet protocol and eat maintenance. You can't argue with what your maintenance calories are. This is the nutrition that your body needs and you robbing it of 600 calories every day is not doing you any favors. And so that is really going to mess up hormones, metabolism. And then you start seeing things like hair loss, um, libido, the um, brain fog, fatigue, no energy, um, digest, digestion issues, um, you know, bloating, food intolerances, intolerance to alcohol. There's a whole, there's a whole lot of symptoms that come and that doesn't happen slowly. It, it doesn't happen quickly. Like it, it happens over time. But the one that gets our attention is I cannot get rid of this belly fat. Right. right? And that's what gets our attention. Not that we don't even realize like how crappy we feel. You know? right. And so it's basically kind of, it's not an overhaul, right? It's only a six week program, but let's, let's think, let's look at things differently, right? Let's give your body the fuel that it needs. Let's take away the focus on that cardio. We've just actually basically had a commercial for what I'm doing, right? And let's focus on strength training. So I would set your macros. You're going to follow in my fitness pal. I'll see what you're eating. You're going to see what I'm eating. And then literally the first three weeks is how are we going to get in all this protein? <laughs> right, right, right. So do you have a website that we can uh, share? I do. It's um, www.catalyst with a K fitness.net. Awesome. So Kathy, you've definitely realized our goal today of educating and empowering people to, um, you know, take charge of their own health. And that that's just so important. I think to be proactive in your own health long-term just prevents so many problems and makes you, makes you just feel better. So Kathy, thank you so much for, for being on our show today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I You're appreciate welcome. it as well. You're welcome. All right, listeners and viewers, thank you for tuning in to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in Monday. As always, we will be streaming live on my personal Facebook page and the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Facebook page, uh, 1230 to 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. Tune in Monday. See you then. Thank you for listening.